they call this the Las Vegas Halloween convergence, right? Getting people back together. But what they yelled out, they were like, you know, hey, convergence. At least that's what I thought they said. They were cheering to me as they were handing me paperwork and they were honking horns and stuff out there. So I started honking my <laughs> horn. I'm like, woohoo, we're here. And yelling. <laughs> and yelling. This is like really cool. And then we park, dropped the paper that they handed me in the window, had our name on it. But below it, it didn't say convergence. What did it say? It's convergence. We were virgins. It was our yeah. first time. Yeah. So, so they were, we were cheering that we were virgins to this yeah, event. Which was hilarious. <laughs> Hi, you've reached the Caldwells. Please leave a message and we will get back with you just as soon as we can. <laughs> Welcome to the RV Work Life Balance Podcast with your traveling nomadic hosts, Sherry and Russ Caldwell. Hey, that's us. We're living the dream, working from home, baby. No matter where home is. And you can too. Welcome back again. This is pretty exciting. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. I'm super excited because if you listened to our last podcast, the uh, issue of why I was on parole has been <laughs> overturned and my court case is cleared. I'm in good shape. It's a long story. You, you have to hear go back story. and listen. You got to go back and listen. Yeah. Okay. Just to let you know, I'm in the free and clear. <laughs> so let's pack up and drive away before they catch me again. So that's a great thing about it. Your house moving. That's catch right. Me. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Hmm. So anyways, thanks for joining us, everyone. Excited to be back again. I'm very excited <laughs> from what I just told you. To be out of podcast jail. <laughs> I'm out of podcast jail. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so what are we doing now? It's a little crazy right now. Well, usually you ask, you know, where we are. What I know. All that, blah, blah, blah. This. Jail time's been hard on me, so I. <laughs> <laughs> this tonight is the special event episode Ooh. i know right because it's halloween on fremont street baby Ooh. in las vegas with escapers that is so cool you're, <laughs> okay you're gonna have to break it all down for us then there's a lot there isn't yeah. it okay so i'll i know where this all starts though this is your favorite time of year right mm -hmm. this is around your birthday Yay. And as we like to say, we celebrate the octave of your birthday, which is like the way I do it is it's the week before it is the birthday and it's the week after. It's like you get whatever you want. It's your birthday. It's the I octave. love it. So when what day is my birthday for all the listeners? <laughs> so if you're sending <laughs> gifts and this is get, she's trying to get me in trouble here. <laughs> October 27th? Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo! I got that right. Yeah. When you celebrate octave, though, you, there's a whole bunch of dates. This, I'm this so, is so, true. You know, but this I, is I do true. remember. And it's it's the Halloween. Yeah. And, Halloween baby. And Scorpio. To be, to be honest, like, you were planning your own birthday celebration long before because you thought about what this opportunity might be and you put it on the calendar and we were kind of tentatively going down because i'm the navigator yeah you're like hey maybe we should do this well and this was being in las vegas on my birthday for halloween in las vegas on fremont street which is amazing so Oh, I'm jumping around a bit. But okay, there's a bunch of Facebook posts on Books and Travel USA 
from Halloween on Fremont Street. Mm-hmm. We'll put the links in the show notes and all that. But maybe we should step back a, just a sec and and tell them what Fremont Street is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people know this. Maybe everybody except us. I did us. not. Well, okay, yeah. And and I have gone to Vegas for business reasons. We we have a conference there every year. And so I've been there many times for business. But you're on the, the, the new strip, as they say, the, the, the new hotels and new casinos. Yeah. And that's a different part of where the Fremont Street. Fremont Street is actually the original Vegas, the old Vegas. Things like the Golden Nugget, those old casinos. But what it is, is they've kind of rebooted it in a very cool way, yeah. right? So, it's It's been revitalized as this, what do we say? I'd say like an immersive entertainment like experience. And like that's amazing. Yeah, that's not like overselling it. Like no, they've taken this area that could have just been decrepit and, and broken and they've rebooted it so that it's an outdoor theme park that's also brought the <laughs> outdoors indoor if i could say like they built a a roof over multiple yeah. streets so they're all yeah. lit up and it's, it's very an led cool. screen i believe it's 1500 feet yeah of a tunnel over the street that's obviously closed off to cars and traffic it's a pedestrian experience and there's all these bars and shops and the old casinos and then up on that tunnel on the inside, it's like a huge LED screen, and they over the whole street over for the multiple whole blocks. Street, and they have this amazing light show, and there's always it's just amazing. And then the zip liners. Oh, okay. She's making special effects that I'm not uh, supposed well, to. Well, I'm trying to do hand signals. Yeah, I'm just not very there's good so at it. many things to talk about. I was going to talk about the bands, but but the zip lines, which she, she's talking about, there is you can zip line across multiple blocks uh, up by that screen, <laughs> and and actually up until the recent launch of the Sphere, it was one of the coolest outdoor lighting things. It's still awesome, but yeah. you know the Sphere's kind of you know taking all the you know the yeah. air out of the out of the room for how cool that thing is but it's it's really cool place it's not like the regular strip like you when you go down to the old vegas and you go to this experience it's a it's immersive in the in the sense that you're getting to like everyone's there to be a part of something it's not you're not going from you know show to show or going no. to like what you do on the main strip is very different on Fremont yeah and, and it's, it's it's a group experience it is everyone yeah. there you're part of it it's all around you it's crazy sometimes you just though embrace it right yeah. yeah and we should mention it's it it is kind of an adult experience, yeah. right? Yeah. There I were mean, some kids there, but it's not really made for kids. <laughs> no. But what the thing I started to mention a minute ago was actually cool is in addition to the zip lines and all the people and the shows going on, there are bands strategically placed across each block. So as you walk from place to place, there's a different live band playing, different kinds of music and shows running. So while you're walking, you're going from one live music experience to the next, which is also like powers you through to keep going to see what's the next band and what's the next show and then strategically placed while you're walking are entertainers street performers street performers and stuff showgirls chippendales boys it's magicians yeah impersonators yeah and uh they're all in these little black circles 
on the on the they street. Paint a circle to keep them in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not allowed to go outside their circle. They must rent the circle space. And they move. We notice that yeah. they, they stay in one spot for a certain amount of time, and then they all shift so that they get a chance to you know participate in different parts of. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, but so much fun. Yeah, and a few years ago, I had a group when I was here for a conference. That said, oh, let's go down there, and they took me there, and it was amazing. I came back and told you about this this experience and the mm-hmm. first time we came here i said we've got to go and it, we've been going every time we've come here but this was different this was different than when you and i came in the past this was halloween and this is with escapers so it was an yeah. even bigger experience than normal yeah and so escapers that we mentioned is an active rv community within escape ease rv club and the Escapees RV Club, it, was, it started in 1978. And it's basically an RV support community. All kinds of support, education, services, events, and community on the road. They do these different types of events, like FMCA and like AIM Club yeah. that we've mentioned before. But these are, these are different. And particularly with Escapers... The Escapers group was created for working-aged RVers, younger people, recognizing that more and more people are working on the road, working remote. So the schedule for these events and activities tend to be later in the afternoon and in the evening so that we can participate and everybody goes and you camp and people work during the day. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just so that you could do work and then you could actually still attend. So we would go to some of the other places like you talked about, and I would work throughout the day. Like even in Albuquerque, you went and did some stuff, and I, I stayed back the first couple of days, yeah. and I had to take time off to go do it. But Escapers are cool because I didn't have to take time off. I had time to do the work, and then the events were primarily afternoon and the evening. But I got to ask you a question. <laughs> like when we Even before we got there... I was like questioning, like, does everybody work there? Because, you know, we're working full time. And, and uh, you know, my job's unique. I think it's unique in the sense that I have a schedule and I'm on Zoom. It's, it's very regimented to the, the time of day and things like that. But other, other jobs can be much more flexible because creatives can write and create it at different times. And so my question was, am I going to be the only one in the RV and everyone else is doing stuff? And that was an open question when I got there because... It felt like early on I was the only one, you know, (laughs) stuck inside. We were asking ourselves, were other people actually working? Yeah. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So we ended up on Fremont Street in Las Vegas for Mm -hmm. Halloween with this group. Yep. And I had found this opportunity. Didn't know much about escapees or the escapers group. But it heard little things, this and that. Well, anyway, I happened to see the advertisement for this event, Escapers Las Vegas Halloween Convergence. And I registered, and that was in June. So then for six months, almost six months, we were so nervous. And I was just panicking because I wasn't really sure what I'd signed us up for. And in August, I think was the cancellation date, the dead end cancellation date where, okay, we're going. (laughs) We had a chance to back out before then. But then about a week, just a week before the event, I happened to find out that 
good RV friends of ours, Anne and Brian. They are on social media on the road of adventure. We'll put a link in the show notes. They also are Integra Coach Ambassadors. So they're good friends. And I found out that they're part of this escapers thing. Yeah. And you so, said they had actually attended this event a pre- you know, in a previous year, yeah. which was good to know because. Yeah. They're a lot like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had a lot of questions for them and that made me feel good. I actually didn't panic about this the whole time because. Oh, I was. <laughs> I, I knew, well, I did when we got closer because there's sometimes we plan events and then it gets changed at the end. So I'm like, I'm not going to worry till we get close. As <laughs> soon as we start getting close, I'm like, okay, now this could be a real now, problem. what's this you've yeah. signed us up for? <laughs> what, what yeah. Then do? all the questions and I'm like, are we going to be the oldest people there? Are we going to be the only one in a big class A diesel uh, motorhome running our generator? Because it's boondocking, straight boondocking. Yeah, y'all. no hookups <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, usually when we're at FMCA or with the AIM Club, we have power. If we're roughing it, we at least have power. Yeah. But this is <laughs> straight boondocking. Yeah. I was worried about like, since we were working the whole time, noise was a little concern of mine, but our rig's pretty quiet, even with noisy. <laughs> Although I, Fremont Street. <laughs> yeah. Ex- you know, I usually complain about like the people that are mowing the lawns at the campgrounds and stuff like that. There was none of that. No, there was, when you're in a parking lot in downtown <laughs> Vegas, there's no mowers. So, but you know, we did have helicopters and uh, police cars going Sirens. by and, you know, stuff like that. But my bigger concern wasn't that. My biggest concern was really basic stuff. It was about, you know, the, the tanks and water and stuff, but we'll get into that because I was, that was my concern, and I I hadn't voiced how concerned I was until we got closer <laughs> no, you to did. it. You <laughs> did I? It. Okay, you I was like, it. you know, are we gonna have enough water? So yeah. So it was it was urban boondocking. Yeah. We all parked on a parking lot. It's yeah. called the Llama Lot, downtown, three blocks from the very heart of the Fremont Street experience. Experience. So there was hotels, bars, lounges, all kinds of people going by. So noise and security and all those things were very legit yeah. fears or, you know, unknowns. Yeah. And and getting there was a challenge too. We were worried about that. So when we were going to, uh, how we could arrive and park, uh, that was a challenge. We actually had to plan it out as we were driving into Vegas, we, which actually turned out to be more complicated than the actual parking to get into the place. We stopped a few, uh, maybe a mile outside of where we were supposed to be. We went and found a big Home Depot, has a big parking lot, disconnected the Jeep, and then navigated two vehicles there instead of towing the Jeep because you can't back up when you're towing the Jeep before it wheels down. So we didn't know exactly what we were going into. We just kind of had the Google directions and a picture of what we were supposed to do. Yeah. So we disconnected the vehicles and used our radios and uh, got there. And then it was actually pretty interesting. We had a little tough time getting through the small gate. (laughs) The gate was small for our rig, but we got through. And then they they pulled up to get the information and they started handing me paperwork. And then all of a sudden, they started cheering. I was in the car behind him. I, I parked so that I could help him get through those gates, but I wasn't with him when he pulled up to the registration welcome thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, they, Sherry just said they called this the Las Vegas Halloween convergence, right? Getting people back together. 
But what they yelled out, they were like, you know, hey, Convergence. At least that's what I thought they said. They were cheering to me as they were handing me paperwork and they were honking horns and stuff out there. So I started honking my <laughs> horn. I'm like, woohoo, we're here. And yelling. <laughs> and yelling. This is like really cool. And then we park, which was actually pretty easy. They did a great job of lining us up over there. They and did. I dropped the paper that they handed me in the window, had our name on it. But below it, it didn't say Convergence. What did it say? It's Convergence. We were virgins. It was our yeah. first time. Yeah. So, so they were, we were cheering that we were virgins. To this yeah. event. Which was hilarious. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was it was so much fun. And so we arrived, had the celebration, started meeting people immediately, set up, but there really wasn't a lot of set up for boondocking. Yeah. Nothing to hook up or plug in or anything like that. No, but we had done a good job preparing, right? Like my mm-hmm. biggest fear was the tanks. Like, mm-hmm. can we last six or seven days on the water was one concern, but I knew we could go get more water. Mm-hmm. It was the gray and the black tanks that you can't go get more space in those. So I was like, can we like do this? Because we had never gone more than like four days, I think yeah. was the max. So and this was six days, six nights. Yeah. And and sounds like a minor shift, but I was like, right. mm, you don't want to run out of either one of those. Right. It, it's hard to understand that you only have so much room in the black tank, which is everything from the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. And the gray tank, which is everything that goes down the drains, the sink, the the, not the toilet, but the sinks. And the shower, yeah. Um, if we use the shower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, a, so we had to be very good at yeah. uh, conservation there. Yeah. Going in empty, having the full fresh water with an extra jug, water jug, and a suitcase of drinking water. You like to have all the extra water. That plastic suitcase thing. Yep. Yeah. So it was all about conserving water and use of the tanks. Yeah, which um, we actually did way better than I thought we were going to do. We did. We went stinky for a week because we. <laughs> I would never say that, but I didn't. We were go too stinky, afraid to take so. a full-on shower. Yeah, there's other ways. We yeah. had wipes, <laughs> navy sink showers, showers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we made it. <laughs> and actually, we still had half of all our capabilities. We could have doubled it. So, yeah. which means we didn't have to go as stinky as you said. So. <laughs> But we actually did really good. And uh, I was very pleased with that because that was a great test. I I did panic for the first, the two weeks prior. I was like, yeah. I don't know if we're going to make it. So yeah. we did well. And uh, yeah, so we went in. We were parked between a newer Newmar Dutch star. Nice rig. Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very nice. And then on the other side, we had a Sprinter van. Yeah, van life. Van life, baby. Yeah. It was a nice van. Oh, it was beautiful. And, and they towed a Jeep yeah. behind their van. Yeah, they were pros. Well, um, they were actually new no, to it, but they yeah. had like pro equipment. They like made good choices of what they <laughs> yeah. were doing there. Yeah. There was just every kind of RV on this parking lot. Class A's like us, Class B vans, Class C with the cabin on top of the overcab. Okay. Mm -hmm. And even some really interesting truck campers. Yeah, they were cool. And uh, custom conversions. That was some of the neatest stuff. We haven't got to this yet, but we did got to tour a lot of these rigs while Mm -hmm. we were there. And one was an ambulance that they had actually taken the roof off of an ambulance and lifted it up so it was even taller inside uh-huh. and they totally did the inside it was so cool so yeah. it was really neat and custom trailers that people had you had built neat stuff Very, so cool. interesting yeah and then as as part of this like 
it's really hard for us to explain not only just where we were and what this was like, but while we were there, it was like a couple of nights we were sitting around with, with some of the friends there, and we noticed a person in an FAA vest on, and they were flying a drone downtown, which is... A big drone. It's illegal. You're, you're, most of the drones won't fly in, in most urban areas. It won't let you, and it's illegal, and the police uh, will come over. This person had a vest on and it seemed to be, obviously, you know, had approvals. We thought it was police. <laughs> we yeah. did. We wanted to know what they were doing. So the second day, the van life buddy and I walked over to meet him and chatted it up. And uh, we met Cameron Grant. And he is a professional photographer. More importantly, he does it for art. And he has some of the coolest shots. Mm-hmm. And he was taking lots of photography of the downtown Fremont area. And we introduced who we were and the escapers and this whole experience. And he was intrigued by that. He was actually, he was a roadie in his past where he did try to travel with shows and music stuff. So he was familiar with travel, but not the same kind of travel as what we were all doing. So he was very intrigued. So when we, we spent a little time talking to him while he was flying, we just simply asked, hey, if, is it possible? Can you share a shot of our area here? This convergence. And he did. And we'll put that in the show notes. It is a stunning photo, you'll see. This is not just a normal drone shot, but you'll see the photo. And uh, my wife, Sherry, has actually marked out our rig of where we are on <laughs> we'll that, that photo. We'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. But it's cool. You'll get an idea of what it's like on the, the lot we were on. You'll mm-hmm. see the number of rigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see how close we are to Fremont. Mm. You'll see the the background. It's a great shot, but it'll kind of put in context everything we've been kind of telling you right now. So it's been great. We met Cameron. We're keeping up with him. And mm-hmm. we'll put some of his info. We'll, we'll link to his stuff there as well in yeah, the show notes. He actually has a show, an yeah. exhibition, in uh, just down the street in this kind of mall, open mall area called Something The Container. Park, container, the container park, park. Yeah. So he has these drone shots on these big pieces of metal. Yeah. Are they printed aluminum? on metal? Yeah. Uh, uh, just incredible. Yeah. So this was really something that he did for us by taking a picture of the whole group. Yeah. That, and he, and he yeah. said he doesn't give the he never gives out his artwork. It's art. It's not just taking photography. And he does some cool stuff. So he did us a solid by sharing it, and we yeah. shared it with our group because he yeah. thought that was cool. And we'll we'll put that link up there and share. But he, you're right, we did go see his show in mm-hmm. the in the Container Park there. Really cool. So if you're yeah. ever there, go check out Container Park. First off, it's a lot of cool bars and shops there. And mm-hmm. uh, occasionally they have bands, and there's a big uh, praying mantis that has fire coming <laughs> out of it uh, right there on the street. So it's to music, too. So yeah. it's it's awesome. So you can't miss the place. All part of that Fremont Street experience. Yeah. But uh, just the whole thing. So then from the minute we rolled through the gate, we started meeting people full on. And it's such an interesting experience for people who are normally out in the wild parking in campgrounds and yeah we talk we're friendly and all that but this was just uh, well it was 50 rvs so about 100 people it felt like 200 dogs on the parking lot it was not 200 (laughs) dogs it was like maybe 20 dogs it was all they were adorable yeah um, people of all ages i don't know about the dogs but we had people from as young as 15 years old One girl came with her parents because she was actually in a competition in Las Vegas that at the start of this thing for a Rubik's Cube. She's like a freaking genius. Yeah, yeah. But 15 to 70 plus. (laughs) So we were not the oldest. (laughs) Nope. 
Uh, there were full timers and part timers and some timers, as Russ says. Yeah. Um, but it did seem like a whole bunch of those people were not working. I made this comment <laughs> earlier. I was the first couple of days. I was like, "Why am I the only one walking out at three o'clock in the afternoon?" And everyone else is like, "It feels like they're all three sheets to the wind and back, you know, back slapping each other." And I'm like. What the? How did I not end up out here already? So well, there were quite a few people who were retired. Yeah, and lots of people who are on flexible schedules, whether they're self-employed or they're working freelance. I mean, I'm kind of flexible that way. Yes, yes. Out playing all day, just to riding get trolleys and bring and it back the info. And uh, by the end of it, we met the other working people who emerged from their. We did. Era. That actually made me feel so much better. In fact, it was like the last two days we seemed to meet all the other working people, which was really cool because it's hard to meet everybody in the, you know, every day. It's like you're meeting new people every day because there's so many people in the, in the lot. And yeah, that was neat. It was a lot of people around in, in tech like me and software and IT and things like that. And then there was a it was a range of people doing marketing and sales kind of work, mm-hmm. whether it was you know web work kind of marketing or work, doing marketing for their companies and stuff. So that was actually very exciting for me to hear because, and I told them all that too. I was like, oh, I'm so glad to hear you're working too. <laughs> it's like yeah. meeting of the vampires. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of content creators yep. and uh, social media influencers in the RV space and travel writers and YouTube people. Even the Convergence director, I mean, she was working. She works for escapers, escapees, and puts on these events all year long. I don't know how Different she does things that. things going on. It's exhausting. They, yeah. like, they run a pretty tight ship there yeah. in that like, she managed all the rigs getting in there. She made sure every schedule of what was happening every day, she kept everybody you know, together on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was issues, they all had to bubble up to her. Yep. So, and yeah. Managed arranging the restaurants and the yeah. dinners and the happy hours. Which I know everything. a lot of that's done in advance, but mm-hmm. you know, you still have the day of problems right. that occur. So right. she was so good, she doing was a good job. She was working her butt off. Yeah. And her, hubs, her husband is also a software developer. But he took the week off. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I did that oh, wrong. Oh, and we met other podcasters. It was so exciting. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we met Chris and Rachel, who podcast the Archaeology Show. Now, they're right? professionals. They are. They've yeah. been at it a while. In yeah. fact, they run a whole channel or network of podcasts yeah. around archaeology. Strange, huh? But yeah. we listened to several of them, and they're fascinating. They're really good at it, and they—it's like they clearly know what they're talking about. They're not winging it, and I even like when we were listening to their Halloween. About Dracula, uh, yeah, and yeah, vampires yeah. and stuff. So even archaeology about the vampires and stuff. So it it was really really cool to meet them, and that was neat because you know this is not our first job that we're doing. We do this as part of this experience on the road, yeah. and to see that it is a main job for them, right? And they have a a, a great experience to share, and so we're, we're going to be able to keep up with them and connect with them, and hopefully be able to learn uh, from them, learn from them as we go <laughs> forward. So that was really cool. And then, then the other kind of uh, group that I was excited to hear was uh, that it wasn't just people working, that there were also people that were 
looking for other kind of remote work. And we'd heard this already. This is the part that I was wondering about this group. Was everybody already employed or is it truly a connection for you as you're doing work and looking for other kind of work? Because sometimes we all know your jobs can change and roles can change like that. And so we met as the transitions of, to RV life for a lot of people was the kind of work they're looking to do. In fact, some of them were looking to avoid the, we mentioned the return to office. They were asked to return to office and they had been doing traveling and they really didn't want to do that anymore. They Our young to... software developer friends said, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go find something else to do. Yeah. And then, you know, we saw an uh, elementary school teacher. His yeah. wife yeah. was an elementary school teacher. And uh, after one year, post-COVID, walked away. Yeah. So it's... the two of them are out in the van, living their life. They're young. They're in their 20s still. They just yeah. got married. So they're looking for new opportunities. Yeah. And, and th- that's the funny thing is, like, when you actually go and experience traveling and meeting people and going, you know, cross-country... It is really hard to try to think to go back to an office life if you've been doing that. And so it is. it was interesting to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw what they wanted to do and they didn't want to give that up. And they were they knew there were more roles out there and they were looking for those. And so that was interesting for us to meet people in that stage of their life of transitioning to doing this. So that was really cool. And then there was like van lifers that were basically just starting out and, and basically using savings and there were working through the plan to figure it out. So they were at the beginning of their journey, right? Some yeah. of these people have been doing this a long time. And so it was neat. We saw a wide variety of people in different roles and it, it, it really kind of completed the puzzle for me of the kinds of people we meet on, on the road are at different stages and want different things. But what they all have in common is this love of being able to be remote and travel. And they, they shared, like, we love to travel a lot, like week to week or every two weeks sometimes. But some of these people, they go park out in the desert and work and they'll be there for months at a time. Uh-huh. And that's what they're looking to do mm-hmm. is be in, in theory, off-grid, quote, quote, because they're still, you know, starlinking to the internet or whatever. Yeah. But they're not in a house or in a neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. They're out there. These are all new subscribers to RV Work-Life Balance. That's right. <laughs> Which is so cool. We just had a great time meeting so many different people and making those connections. So it was a Halloween experience. We had an event app on the iPhone with a full schedule, mostly later afternoon activities, some earlier, but we didn't really get to do those. That was okay, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you could have, but we were actually both working on multiple projects. Yeah. yeah. And so overwhelmed at the whole thing. Yeah. But so we arrived Sunday. We had a catered dinner at the Golden Spike on Fremont Street which was so cool. Yeah. They have this interior bar where they had the dinner and everything, but then you walk out and a lot of these places have a whole backyard kind of thing. And it was lights and these couches and space heaters and a stage and they were putting up. They were setting up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To do wrestling. Yeah, they were <laughs> <At> building <midnight. laughs> they were building the wrestling stage. They they had nothing there and then they started putting it together and we and we were all taking bets and I got it right. I was like, that's gonna be a wrestling stage. <laughs> and sure enough we walked over and asked, Yes, they were setting up to do wrestling, which was gonna be so cool. Yeah. yeah neat place. And we wandered all wandered as a group down to the a piano bar. Yep. 
um, that was fun. live entertainment just off the cuff. That was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even after all of that, there was music and partying all night on the llama lot, which in our area, which is called center camp. The RVs were all kind of parked in a big rectangle around the lot. And then we had the center open, which is where we'd get together to go do things and go down to the activities. And then, you know, at the end of the night, blare the music and sit around and talk and dance and there was a like a serious DJ setup for <laughs> yeah. one of them brought in massive speakers and a DJ setup and they cranked music late into the night. So, so well we couldn't actually early in the morning. be there. We could still hear it. <laughs> we could we could hear it well. So yeah. I remember when I registered it has a warning. This convergence might not be for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like to sleep it and was a lot want of partying quiet. and fun. But when you know when you're sleeping just... in a parking lot downtown Vegas, <laughs> come on, it's already going to be difficult cuz of that. But then yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was that a lot was of fun. the first night, Sunday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. And then so, Monday, that's when it got interesting. So there was a work day and then after the end of the day, I got to come out and it was set up to be a RV lot crawl. Mm-hmm. So we got to go from rig to rig and there was going to be, uh, you, were, you were able to wear uh, costumes, mm-hmm. which we had planned out three different kinds of costumes. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. We were cows that night, right? Cowboy uh, cows. We were, yeah, that's right. We were cowboy and cowgirl cows so we had i had a vest a cowboy vest over my cow outfit and we had cow bells and we had light up cool glasses yeah we really did it we went a little over but made you proud yeah it was (laughs) it was embarrassing but it was fun um and it wasn't just us no everybody decorated the rvs yeah so we had planned out our decorations as well but everybody had cool decorations on their rvs and you were supposed to provide some sort of snacks and a drink of some mm-hmm. sort. That was the plan. So you would, yep. we would travel as a group from, from walk from rig to rig. And you get to, if you wanted to, if, if they allowed you, you could go inside and see the rigs. Because you could go see how people had, you know, decked out their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we let people come in and mm-hmm. see ours. And then you would have snacks and drinks out front too. And so mm-hmm. there's lots of different stuff. W- mm. What did we have? We had jello shooters. Yeah. Orange and green and purple. Halloween colors. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, oh, and we had cheese and crackers and fruit. Which turned out to be good because there was a lot of sweet things for those. And and people (laughs) appreciated that we had the the cheese and crackers there. But we we definitely saw some some even cooler ideas because this was our first one. We were learning from it. The Jello Shooters was a hit. That was great. We did well on that. Yes. The cheese and crackers were fine. They were fine. But note to self. Yep. Next time, I would go full out with chili and the fixins. You yep. know how you have cheese and crackers yep. and all the good things to put on top of the chili. That's like the bomb in a thing like this. Yeah, and we've always done that for Halloween anyway. Made and a big chili. A, a couple pot. of the rigs did it. And they did different kinds of chili, yeah. and it was each one of them was awesome. Yeah. And we were like, dang, that was a really good idea. Yeah, because after snacks and alcoholic and drinks candy, and goodies, yeah. oh, Chili's it was so great. nice to have something to eat <laughs> yeah so yeah so that was neat and we had decorated charlie the rv the unicorn. we had a couple of things some like some you had some cool scary teeth along the front and uh-huh. some eyeballs but the thing we spent the most time we had planned out weeks in advance we'd actually uh-huh. 
tested this <laughs> with our son in Mississippi. Yeah. So we had already practiced with this in Mississippi before we came all the way to Vegas. And we had put up a see-through screen where you project through it uh, along the inside of the windshield. So it covered the entire the big, big windshield. Window. And we set up our, we have a small projector, which we then had uploaded some videos of zombies that are trying to get out of the rig. So we were projecting in these massive zombie hands and, and faces <laughs> were trying to go out, get out. And I had a small speaker, Bluetooth speaker out there. So you could hear them groaning and moaning. <laughs> so many people. First off, we got the most, people loved it the most. And awesome. so many people were like, wait, there's people in your rig? And they would all go <laughs> look inside like there was a bunch of people in there. It was that it was that good that they all had to come look. So <laughs> And then we'd say, Yes, and you'll be our next You're victim. next. So go <laughs> come on, on in. in. So So that and that went worked out great. It was a that was a home run in my mind and it was super simple. You know, yeah, super simple. And just so fun. Yeah. And then we all ended up with all the extra food and beverages in center camp. Yeah. With the music and the dancing and the... <laughs> this is after you've had a drink at like 50 other rigs and food. And then uh, the music starts pumping again from the DJ. Yeah. And we bring all the extra stuff back to the center. So there's like, there's no excuse for not having food and drinks there. Crazy. It was, yeah, it was quite the party. Yeah. That was only exceeded by Tuesday. Which was Halloween. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween was so cool. I don't know how Russ worked because the rest of us were getting ready for Halloween <laughs> and after the lot crawl and everything Monday night. Um, so Halloween, mm, we started with a happy hour at a club on Fremont Street. Yep. And then from there, oh, and the costume contest. So everybody was in there finest Halloween We, we did attire. not win. What were we, we didn't wearing win. then? Was... You were a cowboy and you oh. made me wear the inflatable horse. I didn't make you wear yeah, it. You, you wanted to. You decided not to. I decided not to. Which worked so, out yeah. because then you were able to take the pictures. Yeah. So um, I was an actual cowboy, not a cow <laughs> dressed up with stuff that time. And uh, she was riding an inflatable horse. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you'll see the pictures. Yeah, we'll it's, put all the thing. we'll put all the video of Charlie and the and all these pictures in the show notes. So we did not win. No. And then after there were some happy really hour, cool outfits. There though, were that, I mean, like, full on body paint. Yeah, they were. They were. It was impressive. They must have taken them all day to get ready. You know, <laughs> so I was like, fifteen minutes. I was like, done. You know. <laughs> but then the other part of that, we did the dinner, and that was fun. And then we got sent out to do a group scavenger hunt. So we had on teams. Fremont Street. Yeah, on <laughs> Fremont Street. We've already talked about Fremont. So Which was packed. On Halloween, it's like 10 times more crowded. And I guess I'd say 70% of the people, maybe. Oh, at least. At least 70% of the people are now all in outfits too, yes, right? They're, not costumes. everybody did, but massive number of people are in costumes. And that was really fun too, because part of some of the stuff we had to go find involved other characters and so we would go meet somebody like oh we want to take your picture with you and you know because we need yeah. xyz in this scavenger hunt it so was we had a to... photo scavenger hunt yeah. so we had 85 scenes or people or costumes or situations that we were supposed to go out and find and take a picture of so that then was we fun. put all those in for the contest yeah yeah so we did examples. how many uh, I think we got about 65 of the 85. Wow. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> and then, so what, what was some of the stuff, like, do you remember some of the stuff we have to take pictures of? Uh, one of my favorites was a picture of your team 
in costume, of course, doing Human Pyramid. Oh, we did that even before we left yes. the dinner. So that was just That's fun right. with our two teammates. Looking at the list, like, which ones can we knock out right now? <laughs> and then, yeah, I remember there was one we had to find, you know, we had to go stage a fight with someone dressed in some <laughs> kind of fighting outfit. And so we found a guy dressed as a karate guy. Uh-huh. And so we told him, hey, we need to fight you in this picture. <laughs> and that was awesome, too. And you're on your horse, your inflatable horse fighting the karate guy. <laughs> So that was cool. Oh, the costumes and the situations and the signs. And we had to go into some of the places to get the photo. We went into the Golden Nugget, Mm -hmm. which is one of those famous places down there on Fremont. And they actually have a big chunk of gold in there. And you could go see that nugget. You had to take a picture with it. Yeah. 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 Several scenes in there. The guard people weren't too happy about that. Yeah. You take pictures and run. That's like, yep, 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 yep. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's Halloween people. So. so those pictures, a lot of those pictures are on the Books and Travel Facebook page. Yep. And we will include the links and pictures in the show notes. Not As all 85. usual? No, you'll just no, get just some of the couple. highlights. Yeah. 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 So after that, I mean, that was a big start to the week. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the schedule went on. There were different events and activities. Uh, there was some downtime. Eventually, we dragged our fire pit out. Yeah, we have a propane fire pit, which uh-huh. we don't get to use all the time, but it was great because, you know, you can't build a real fire on right. the parking lot, <laughs> but our, our propane fireplace was great. We brought it out, and all of a sudden, it brought all the boys to the yard, yeah, right? Everybody came around, yeah. and we sat around with our chairs and drinks, and we actually finished the jello shots. We had yep. so many jello shots <laughs> to finish off and got to chat with people for hours on end that night, so it was fun. So much fun. And then uh, Saturday, by noon, it was GTFO, as they said on the schedule. (laughs) Get the F out. Get the F out, and we were off. Yeah, which was non-trivial because... The getting in was one thing. We got in there probably in the first thirty percent of the rigs, uh-huh. but now everybody's in, and they had to tell the smaller people, the smaller the rigs, bands. to leave first if possible, yeah. so that us bigger rigs could get out because we were now <laughs> jammed in there. So that was fun to watch everybody kind of slowly move out and then uh, navigate. And we didn't hook up the rig, uh, the car right there. We actually drove Mm-mm. separately till we got yeah. outside of uh, Vegas, and then yeah. we pulled off and connected it up again. But yeah, it was it wasn't too bad leaving. It was it was pretty easy. I mean, we had no hookups, right? I didn't right. unhook, unhook hook water. Up. Didn't have to do anything. I lifted the jacks up and we pulled the slides in and pulled that fire pit in the yeah, in the basement. We were out of there. Yeah. So and uh, that was of course good. we were exhausted. We're still exhausted. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the recovery from that was amazing because it was just like it was exciting and everything. Uh, I think it was the adrenaline uh, and the activities that kept you going. Yeah. And then when you leave, you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to survive. You need like <laughs> two days straight of sleep to, to get out of this thing. It was incredible. Uh, and catching up on laundry and showers and... That was nice. Food. Yeah. Hookups oh. with, with hot showers, as much water as, as we wanted. Not worry about the generator coming on when we turn the coffee pot on. Like There was things we had to worry about, people. <laughs> After an event like that, boondocking... We go like an we we drove an hour and a half yep. just outside of Las Vegas to this really cool place we'll talk about later and next time, just an hour and a half so that we could park, hook up, catch up on everything, and dump just all the tanks, relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know that we had infinite power and infinite water, <laughs> and it was like great. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. So. 
like I think we've done a good job here. This is like oh, a lot. In that one. is a lot. So let's <laughs> try to stay in with us. Yeah. If you're still there, we're going to try to wrap this up and relate it back to obviously the work-life balance, which I think we've brought up every step along the way, like, you know, people working and meeting those other people. But I'm going to pick the top three things mm-hmm. and then, you know, or at least some in my mind and you cut in on it if you okay. think you got others. Number one, I think it gets down to the people we got to meet. And this remote work on the road and having events like this gives another one of those communities where people can, as you like to say, come out of the wild and come back together and experience something. And we've done that with FMCA. We've done that with AIM. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very different organizations, fun in their own ways. This was super unique, though. I mean, we had never been in a downtown city, urban environment. Definitely nothing. Like... There's city and then there's Las Vegas people, okay? So very different. And Fremont Street takes it another level. So that was really neat. And these people have been doing this a lot. We met people that go to many of these events like four times a year. Yeah. Like this was our first, and I'm like exhausted still. (laughs) <laughs> but, and they're not all like this, they said. They're, they're you know, Halloween right. is they're a very different. different. But a lot of the other it, activities. It's the people we meet and knowing the kind of work they're getting to do and how they're doing on this on the on the road and remote work, I thought that was actually a really neat thing to take away from this. Well, and it was so cool because most of the other events, all of the other events we go to, most of the other people are retired. That's right. They're not working. And it's a very different experience. And more than 50% of the people at the Halloween Convergence were working. And so it was just really cool to be in that tribe and see that, you know, we weren't the youngest. We weren't the, the ones that hit out all day. Well, lots of people hit out all day to get their work done. And then we came out at night and it was great. Like vampires again. Yeah. Yeah. And so the second thing relating to work-life balance, I think we'd, we'd mention Xscapers and the Escapees RV Club, and we'll put a link in the show notes, that just supporting this remote working nomadic worker's existence, supporting that lifestyle in so many ways, which is just really cool to feel like, hey, we're not out here on our own. <laughs> There's a lot of other people Working too, just taking the time out of their lives to do this now versus waiting until you're retired and have the time and the money. And yeah, yeah, well, and and it it is a different experience at different ages of your your life there. Mm -hmm. And if you're a you know, senior citizen, you barely get a chance to go out. That's one thing. These are people living the high life in <laughs> in early and mid life. I, I couldn't keep up with most of them. Like it was incredible what uh, the stuff they said they've been doing. Yeah, uh, and this was just one event we ran. We're like, wow. So yeah. the third the third thing I guess would come back to overall the actual thing is the RV work life balance and these job connections. We've mentioned that we met a lot of people that were working very different jobs. Some were just like mine in tech and things mm-hmm. like that. Makes a lot of sense. And the idea of these connections of either understanding how what those jobs are or, or helping some of the other people that want to do those jobs, that was really, really cool. And so we're, as we have mentioned in previous podcasts, we are collecting a lot of this information, articles, lists, information about these kind of roles and jobs that are available. And we're going to be putting this online. So if you haven't already signed up on our website, take a look at that. You'll notice there's a jobs link on the RV Work Life Balance 
website. And that jobs section there will have a lot of this information. And this is where we saw that. That, that was kind of one of the reasons I was excited, excited about Escapers was it seemed like a good overlap for what we were trying to do. They were serving the same community. People like us. Yeah. Cooler than us, <laughs> but still, you know, there's some neat people that we met there, but cooler than us, but they had that same drive and goal. Like they like the remote work and they love the free lifestyle that, that their RV allowed them to do. Yeah. Getting out there. So our goal with RV Work-Life Balance podcast is to share what we're learning to help anyone interested in this crazy adventure. And I want to thank the listeners for listening to this podcast. If you haven't heard me say it three or four times already, please check out the show notes. <laughs> like there's going to be lots of the, the photography that we've mentioned, everything from the professional stuff we mentioned from the drone, as yep. well as some of our pictures that we've taken. So you get an idea yeah. of this experience and other links to the other content creators we met and stuff. There's really great stuff. We'll share down there. Please take a look at that. All the info. Yeah. And if you are new... Please take a moment and subscribe. We really want a chance to follow up with you and learn about what you're doing. And we want to share what we're learning on the RV experience. And we really want to thank you. And to our existing subscribers, we love you. Please be in touch. Email or Facebook. We just appreciate you so much for, for joining us on this adventure. And the most important thing is to plan your escape and get out here. Yeah. So... Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. Okay. Bye. Bye.